0: This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Attending a private four-year college is pricier than ever, averaging $50,000 a year. A recent study shows the toll this can take on middle-class families in ways that go beyond the financial burden.
1: Whether they want to go to a school that is the best fit for that child or instead the school that is going to ensure the financial stability of the family.
0: Then... A university study of American parents who use marijuana shows these parents are more likely to harshly discipline their children.
1: We're seeing that when parents who are using alcohol and are using marijuana as well, their risk for engaging in child physical abuse is higher.
0: Those two interviews are ahead on this week's show. InfoTrack begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. In recent decades, the cost of attending a private college has soared, and a recent study shows the burden this can put on middle-class families that goes beyond dollars and cents. With more, here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Roy?
2: Thank you, Chris. Dr. Caitlin Zaloom is an anthropologist and professor at New York University. So, Dr. Zaloom, you were the head of a research project that was trying to better understand middle-class families who were taking on debt to pay for higher education. Tell us a bit about what you were studying and why you took this on.
1: I took the project on because my students brought the issue of student debt literally directly to my door. I was sitting in my office one day in 2011, and one of my most promising students knocked on the door, and when I opened it, she was in tears. And it turned out that she was upset because she'd been offered a very high-paying job that would allow her to pay off her extremely high debts But this was really not the direction where she wanted to take her life. And that kind of confusion and despair on her part made me feel like the most important project I could possibly pursue was right in front of me.
2: One of the things you were looking at is the dynamics that happen between parents and their children as these middle-class families Try to pay for college. What aspects of life and relationships beyond the financial happened there
1: in that dynamic? Well, Kimberly had been dreaming about going to school in New York since she was a very young girl, and it was in part because. She and her mother had real aspirations for her. Her mother had worked as a waitress in the Pennsylvania suburbs where Kimberly grew up, and she dreamed of her talented daughter going off to school in a way that would allow her to move beyond the kinds of constraints that June, her mother, had suffered in her own life.
2: So parents obviously want their children to do better than they have done, and I guess that's getting harder and harder, isn't it?
1: Yes, it is getting harder and harder at the same time that parents are still holding on to this very American and essential idea that children have the opportunity to do well and that it's parents' jobs to make sure that happens. And today, college is essential to that in ways that it has never been before.
2: Now, in your research, you identified three common moral traps, and I'd like to touch on those. First was when children are young, and I'll let you take it from there.
1: Yes. When children are young, parents face a first moral trap, which is that, on the one hand, they are being told that they should save, sometimes from the moment their children are born, for their college educations even though that enrollment moment might be 18 years off on the other hand parents also feel very strongly that they have responsibilities to spend on their children in order to help them grow into the people they want them to be to round out their educations to say enroll them in sports and pay for uniforms or maybe to give them dance lessons to give them the things that will allow them to learn discipline and self-reliance in the way that will also prepare them for college. So parents feel very conflicted. They know that they should save, and yet most parents find it almost impossible to save because of constraints on their income and the desire to meet their parental responsibilities in the moment.
2: Our guest on InfoTrack is Dr. Caitlin Zaloom from New York University. She's a researcher who's been looking into how paying for college is changing life for middle class families in surprising ways. The second common moral trap that you found was at the time that children are actually applying for college.
1: That's right. Another really important moral trap is that on the one hand, again, parents are being told that they should economize on their child's schools to choose the cheapest option. And then on the other hand, they also feel strongly that they need to be looking first and foremost at their specific child's talents and desires and where that young adult would like to take herself in the world. And oftentimes that leads to a very strong conflict at the point of decision where parents and young people are making the choice about exactly what school to enroll in. And sometimes it comes down to whether they want to go to a school that is the best fit for that child, that's the word that families most often used, or whether they want to instead choose a school that is going to ensure the financial stability of the family. And that's a very painful paradox that parents find themselves in.
2: It certainly is because parents want their child to live up to their potential and, you know, maybe have the best career they can have. And yet, sometimes they have to lower those goals. That's a tough decision.
1: That's right. And oftentimes, parents will put that child's potential first. And, of course, it does have to do with their career and what they might be able to do in their work, but it also has to do with what kind of people those young adults see themselves becoming, what kind of contribution they want to make to their communities, which is not always about their work lives, too, or, in fact, might lead them to prefer a career path that isn't the most high-paying one. So that's, again, a very difficult position for parents to be in. So when that choice comes to them, parents oftentimes find themselves willing to pay more than they might have imagined in order to get that best fit. But at the same time, that payment then compromises the futures of the parents themselves.
2: The third common moral trap that you identified was something you called social speculation. Tell us about that.
1: The cost of college is so high today, and the pressure to meet it begins so early that parents are being asked to put down money now on the idea that college education is going to do what they want it to do in the future. And that future can actually be quite far off and really shrouded by many of the uncertainties of life. For parents who are able to save, which is a small percentage, when their children are young, there are many years intervening where things can go wrong and move their plans off the rails, whether that's a health problem, a job loss, If the child herself doesn't move in the direction the parents expect, that's one moment of social speculation. And another is when parents pay what the federal government and universities together ask, the expected family contribution, that amount of money is something that they put down toward their children's futures now, and then they just have to hope that their own retirements are going to work out.
2: Well, there seems to be no end in sight to the spiraling costs of higher education. So what advice can you offer to parents?
1: Well, there is a certain amount of advice that can be helpful for parents who are looking at this situation right now. For instance, there is merit aid available for children who do very well in high school. So one answer might be that parents should really be encouraging students to focus on their grades. Of course, we know that teenagers today are under an enormous amount of pressure anyway, but that is one possible avenue. Another one would be to really widen the kinds of schools that a student might look at. There are many, many schools where a young adult can get a grade education. And sometimes those are a bit off the radar. When high schools don't have lots of resources for counselors, those schools can be a little bit harder to find. But diligence in that process might really be valuable in the end. Ultimately, though, I think that we do need to address the issue of cost. And the most obvious way to do that is to put pressure on our politicians to make sure that our public university systems are funded in a way so that they can serve all of our students best.
2: Dr. Caitlin Zaloum, anthropologist and professor at New York University, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey.
0: Next, parents who use marijuana are more likely to harshly discipline their kids. That story, coming up. Stick around. There's more info track straight ahead.